Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, welcome to another Recharge Wrestling Podcast. We're here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm Krusty and I'm here with Fisher. We've got some great things to talk about tonight, including Crown Jewel, predictions on it, our overview and review of the extended AW Rampage, Dynamite, Raw and extended Supersize Smackdown and NXT, followed by our favourite segment, Skid Marks. I'm afraid this week it's just me and Fisher again, as we fired Keeney last week for not bothering to turn up. And I'm not really interested in his crown jewel predictions anyway. What was that? You cannot have crown jewel predictions about the crown jewel of Recharge Wrestling. By so God, here he's Here I am. I'm back. I'm he's back. back. My a, God, it can't be. <laughs> I've made a last minute run in to save the show. Uh, I say, say it was it was a good show last week, guys. It was a good show, but uh, I'm back. The whole the whole group's back. He's cashed in his contract. <laughs> <laughs> I have smashing glass on the way in. The in. Um, yeah, so let's get started, guys. Uh, AEW, I think we'll kick off this week. Um, and something I wanted to bring to the table, which I thought was uh, one of the best promos I can remember for a long time, was the Adam Page promo um, to round off. Dynamite on Saturday. Um, it's trying, it's trying to remember what, what, what show it was because they were back to back nights. But yeah, it's going to be confusing, really. Yeah, I just thought Adam Dynamite. Page's Adam Page's promo was sensational. Exactly what you want from a face promo. Um, outlined his whole journey so far. Outlined his reasons for everything, and really got a crowd behind him. And I just think, surely he has to be the next champ. Like this, this promo was absolute killer. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I actually wrote down on my notes that uh, I think that's the best page of uh, page, best promo of Page's um, career so far that I've seen in AEW. Anyway, I, I mean, I didn't see him before. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a really, really strong promo. A very um, kind of repetitive in the in the using the cowboy shit, but he really got it across, and that that is so over anyway with He's the fans that it worked. Yeah. Getting the and, fans going there, yeah, isn't he? it it worked and his explanation kind of working it into everything I thought was really clever and really good. And yeah, just like you say, uh, Keeney, it's going to be a so, massive field for yeah. full gear now, isn't it? For that match. We, we've and been it, waiting for that for what? A year, at least maybe 18 months. Yeah. Something like that. 
something yeah, like that. And, and I think it was really nice for him to get a promo without like Omega and Callis. It was just him on his own. He got to just yeah, I, I was out, out yeah, yeah, awesome. it was so nice. And I think now we then build up their rivalry because that's been built up from the start of um Dynamite, you know, start of AW. They were they were tag champs and they were not quite on the same page. So it's been building and brewing for a couple of years now. So I think it's set up to be potentially the biggest match in AEW's history. I would go that far to say. And it could be definitely one of the best, 100%. They've definitely got it yeah. in them. And oh, absolutely. We, we love both of these guys. So this is just, the hype is going to be unreal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think Hangman Page has probably been this, well, maybe Omega, but I reckon he's been my standout from all of the wrestlers AW brought in that I didn't know about before um, the show started. Hangman Page has been the one that's just blown me away. I, I just think he's brilliant. Um, and yeah, I you know for them to get a match <clears throat> with this much hype um, without involving an old WWE wrestler or, or a legend, um, you know, yeah. it's just it's just testament to them. I think. Yeah, two guys as well that I know they were relatively popular before, but they wasn't that popular in the mainstream wrestling world of, of WWE. Um, and they built them to, to be the top. It's also amazing to see sort of a feud. There's not too many of them. I suppose one that you could link to, which is over a longer time scale, is the likes of Seth and Edge, where you've come away from feuds and then gone back. I mean, Omega's had so many feuds in between. Hangman's not done as much, but you know he's had a lot of time off. Um, so it shows how sort of keen us and the fans are to have this this sort of final battle. It may not be, but um, it's going to give us some some results for sure. Uh, yeah, pretty amazing how you can sort of dip in and out, and we're we're still hungry for more. Yeah, absolutely. I think it kind of helped in a way having them go away for a bit and having the uh, Omega kind of feud with um, Brian, Brian, uh, Brian Danielson. And, but we never like got the conclusion to their feud really because Paige come back and then we may still get that as well. So they've kind of, they've got all these plates spinning at once and they're very good at doing that um, and not making you sort of bored of it, um, which is always good. Yeah. And I think they can go back to Omega Danielson. That doesn't have to be for the oh, title. They will. They will. That, 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 that match sells itself. You don't need a title on the line for that match. Just just have a match, see who's the best. You don't need, don't need a title. Let Hangman defend his title against someone else. That's a shit, assuming Hangman wins, of course. Assuming, yeah, this is all assuming. There's a prediction there. Okay. But you, 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 you know, you can have Hangman, Adam Cole title match, and then Omega, Danielson, separate. You know, that's that's already two insane matches at the top of the card before you even get into CM Well, they're doing Punk. that Eliminator tournament, aren't they, as well, for the number one contendership? Looking forward to that. Um, yeah, that's interesting, actually, the um, brackets for that. I mean... Yeah, it's not the strongest cut, uh, bracket, I must yeah, admit. Yeah, I, I would like to know their reason, because they, they seem to be... They're, they're usually quite good at explaining why people are in certain um, positions, you know, with the, with the red-loss record. But I don't really get why... And as much as I love him, I don't get why Dustin Rhodes is in a world title yeah. eliminator tournament. It's weird he's he's not in it, but uh, Miro, for example, or someone like that. Because he's not in Rhodes. It, but... I suppose yeah. you could use I, I guess they, they don't want big... Because people have to lose in tournaments. And they, you probably don't want CM Punk losing or something like that. So, you know, that's probably why he's not in there. And Miro the same, possibly, and, and people like that. But um, it's interesting because you've got Moxley and uh, Brian in there, haven't you? Which I can see being the, the final. Yeah, that that's seems to be the one. Moxley and uh, Brian would be. Yeah, well, I think whilst we mentioned Brian Danielson. Yeah. What did you guys make, make of his match? Bobby. Bobby On- Fish. 
What? Oh, not even Bobby Fish match. I want about the Minori Suzuki match and on the buy-in. Oh, okay. We also had a Bobby Fish Sorry, it's because we were on Dynamite. We've now gone to Rampage. Oh, yes, I am. This is just an AW. Okay, no, go ahead, Fish. You start with Suzuki. Well, yeah, I absolutely love this match. It was It's crazy because obviously it was on the buy-in of Rampage. It wasn't even on the made Rampage show, um, which was obviously, it was on YouTube. It wasn't even on TV. Um, it Going up against SmackDown. Um, it was quite interesting um, that they announced this. And I was excited for the match before it, it happened. But when I actually watched it, it was, the crowd was so into it as well, which helps. But it was a nuts match. Um, absolutely brilliant. I've, I've seen people say that this might be match of the year. I think that's maybe pushing it a little bit. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, I wouldn't go match. I, I wouldn't go that far. Maybe TV, one of the TV matches of the year, match of possibly. the buying. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that, that I, I liked hard. it. And Suzuki's one of those guys that I had no idea who he was, wasn't bothered in the slightest, but actually, he's won me over. Um, and it's one thing that he did give to this match, he, he's sort of bringing a different side out of Daniel Bryan and different wrestling style. When have you ever seen him just randomly slog off with someone in the middle of the ring? Mm. And sometimes I'm not that keen on that style of wrestling, but it actually really worked here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, it was. Match. It was a super. I like match. his wrestling style. It was a superb match, and and obviously, yeah, Brian followed that up with a a decent match against um Bobby because it was weird because Bobby Fish was on and Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Sorry, I'm going to have to get used to calling him that. Um, were both on Rampage and then both on Dynamite like a night later. So it felt really weird. Um, Bobby Fish, what what a move he has made. If 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 you'd have said like four months ago, Bobby Fish would be in the main event of the um the like the the flagship show. Mm. I'd have probably laughed at you and I'd have laughed harder if you said he was going to be against Brian Danielson. Yeah. I mean, what a guy. How has he done this? And well, what a bloody match. He, he was, got released. so good. It's one of them as well. He actually got released from NXT. It's not like Adam Cole where he left on his own accord. Yeah. He actually got released from NXT because NXT didn't want him anymore. Maybe a bit of that is um, the reason why they're doing this. but Possibly. Possibly. I, I think that, that Avalanche Falcon Arrow was spot on. Yeah. Yeah, good it stuff. Impressive. Um, impressive and so let's, let, have you got anything else to say about Suzuki and Brian? Or? No, I'm ready let's to Let's stick on. with um, We're all Rampage. Over I think instead of going all over the place, let's stick to anything else that happened on Rampage. Um, you had um, CM Punk v Matt Seidel on there as well. Um, that was pretty decent. Um, one of Seidel's better matches in recent times, I thought. Um, nothing, nothing outrageous, but um, obviously Punk winning another match. And um, we have said yeah. in previous podcasts we want to see Punk move on to something bigger now, and I'm still sticking with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to see him getting a feud, but AW are good at this. They 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 just make sure people have got matches and different opponents, fresh opponents. It, they, you know, they they just do a really good job with it. Yeah, um, the thing I do like is they're not just giving Punk squash matches. They're not like here's a two minute match. No, yeah, he's actually he they're making GTS it. GTS and that's it. I mean, Matt Seidel, that's probably the longest match I've seen him have in AEW. Mm. Um, exactly, yeah. I, in fact, I don't even remember him wrestling. I know he has, but I've not paid any real interest. He's not so. done much of note. So Punk's almost bringing them up in a little way, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, good match, nothing special. But I think we need a bit of that. Otherwise, it's just like Punk's come in just for the big matches. Um. Yeah, I think they like being a bit different to WWE, don't they? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's just it's just good to see him wrestle week in week out again. Um, yeah, at this point, I, I think I think they're still riding the wave of CM Punk, and before they get into a proper um, story, because that 
um, Team Taz story, mini story, seems to have finished already. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know where his next um, avenue will be, but I'm, I'm sure once he gets to a feud, it will be insane. If, if you can get him, you know, in, into, a, into a proper kind of on the mic back and forth with someone who can who can give it back i think it will be um i know i think it'll be brilliant yeah yeah one person i'd like him to but i don't think you could do it because who would you have lose that's mjf i I think they'll go there eventually but it's a while off i reckon yeah that that would be great one i I think that's a dream um happen and have him beat cm punk yeah i'm happy for mjf to beat cm punk yeah yeah 100 percent um, anything else from Rampage? Yeah, there was there was one other thing that really stood out to me. Uh, obviously, the main event was a um, a six man tag, I think it was, in a circle versus Men of the Year um, and the UFC guy Dos Santos. Um, and I just noted in this match that um, when Sammy Guevara got in the ring, this match was really, really good. He was so good in this match, Sammy Guevara. I know he's great anyway, but I just not- noticed how how good he was. Um, and notably as well on this, uh, it was the finish. Scorpio Sky has now p- pinned Chris Jericho twice in AEW, which is... Yeah. Um, that's amazing. The Scorpio Sky has barely done much of note in terms of pinning big people, but he's pinned Jericho twice. Obviously, there was a Paige Van Zandt. Uh, the, I think the they woman. made a bit of a mistake with Scorpio Sky by not pushing him faster. Um, he kind of disappeared for a while, didn't I almost think they're he? bringing this... I'm, I'm always thinking they're trying to use this to accelerate him. Yeah, and Ethan Page He as could well. easily use this, couldn't he? It's just like a claim to go up um, up the roster. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was very big on Scorpio Sky at the start of AW. Um, I think I mentioned to you guys right at the start, he, he was like the standout for me. Um, and then they just kind of dropped the ball with him, I think, um, with the SCU breakup. And then he went solo and didn't do much solo. Um, and, now, and now I think he's he's back on track again. Um, I'm not quite sure where men of the year are going. Um, I don't know quite where their ceiling is. I don't think it's the top tier of AW roster, but you know, I, I wonder whether this is their ceiling. Maybe kind of a feud against Jericho and pinning Jericho might be about as good as it gets for them, unfortunately. Yeah, and well, obviously, we had Santana and Ortiz, didn't we? Yeah, Turn yeah, to the inner circle, yeah, which, was, which cool. was great. And that and, was awesome. I love that. I know you said we'll stick with um. Rampage for now, but that led into Dynamite, and they had a promo segment which was awesome um, on Dynamite. And Dynamite, they got nuclear. That is true, actually. I think we are. Um, they got nuclear heat when they come out the top team, yeah. and they were doing a promo. And then Chris Jericho made some funny comments to Paige Van Zandt. Um, oh yeah, I did about, make uh, a couple of notes. Of that. <laughs> um, I think my favourite was the in, uh, the inner circle jerk. Well, yeah. that, that actually came from. <laughs> Team. Yeah, that came from there, but it was Jericho saying he wouldn't touch her with her husband's or something like that, which uh, was my favourite line. <laughs> yeah, was... it feels very attitude here, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it I was... think even yeah. top the next top team are doing some fire promos. Oh, that, that guy's Lambert grown is... on me. He is fire on the mic. He um, is. He's brilliant. He, he is amazing. I mean, in terms of hill promos, um, he's annoying. It's, it's hard to know if someone you want to get punched more than him. He's he's a proper. Eventually, he's going to get like hit in the face. So it's going to like that moment's going to be huge. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So something else from uh, Dynamite. I think it was Dynamite. It was Dynamite. Was the Lucha Bros against a masked team, which I think we all knew 
early doors was FTR. The kind of uh, body shape was was quite obvious. You know what? I didn't I didn't re- register it until they said. Uh, I, I and, and then they, they started mentioning it, which I quite like because on WWE they would have played dumb the commentators and they'd have been you know shocked out of their mind when they pulled their mask off. But the commentators here were kind of like that's FTR, um, and it was great. We've got a title change, a title that. I don't think anyone who watches AEW solely particularly cares about, but it's a title change nonetheless. And I think it probably sets up a title match between FTR and Lucha Bros um, down the line for the um, AEW tag titles, which will be insane when we get to that, because um, FTR are about as good as, and Lucha Bros actually, about as good as you get in, in tag team wrestling. Um, so I, I just can't wait for them to have, you know, a 15, 20 minute pay-per-view match. I think it'll be insane. Yeah, it was. This was a really, really good match as well. Really, really good on its own. Even they've got more left in the tank. But um, I just think it's very interesting that they put the the AAA tag titles on FTR because it's literally, you know, a luchador promotion. You know, um, and FTR are like the most unluchador wrestlers you can find. Their their whole thing is, you know, no flips, just fists. Or that was a revival in WWE, but it's still similar in AEW in that sense. You know, they they don't do anything fancy. They're very technical old school style wrestling um so for them to have those titles and maybe going to go and wrestle in that promotion against like lucha teams and stuff is, is i just think it's a really interesting heel thing to do yeah well you know funnily enough well i don't know it's funnily enough but i i think their uh style of tag team wrestling actually works well against lucha teams um i know we went to uh um Smackdown or Raw recording and, and they sh- they had the, the dark match before the show was um, Lucha House Party v um, The Revival. Yeah. And it was one of the best matches of the night. And yeah. It's, it's the clash of styles, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they work really well against... I I, I mean, I am I, the biggest fan of FTR. I think they can work well against anyone. I think they're the best tag team in the world. That's, that's what I think. So, um, yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've said it before, but this match is... You know, you, if you put this on full gear, this Titan title match, this might be the match I'm looking forward to the most, even with all the other matches going, because I just think it'll be insane. Oh, it could be amazing. Yeah, yeah. The, both teams can really go for it. Um, yeah, I, I love the Lucha Bros. I know they're all massive fans of FTR. In fact, that could be quite a, a good recharge wrestling rivalry, that match. Yeah, we might need Fisher uh, to pull us apart. I think so. <laughs> that one. You're such a big FTR <laughs> fan. Uh, they've won me over in terms of wrestling. I, I do really enjoy yeah, them. Yeah, you weren't but, sure at first, were you, on a WWE? No, not yeah. on a WWE. Never liked them. Um, I think it's because you didn't like their NXT run was amazing. But when they come up to the main roster, they were kind of not as good as well. one of the top guys to me. Yeah. But Lucha Bros have been fire since day one. So Sierra, Mido, we're keeping them titles. You can have the, the titles we're not bothered about. Triple A, are they called? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't care about them either. Um, but <laughs> what is interesting as well, just a little side note from this match, was um, obviously Andrade paying MJF um, for the services of FTR for this match, which is quite yeah, like interesting. interesting. Andrade, MJF... Um, I wonder if anything comes of that in the future. Maybe not. But um... that could be cool. I, I said that. Um, well, I said that. Said it to myself. I was thinking <laughs> that they uh, that could be an awesome feud. Mm. Not necessarily your sort of standard heel face, but some fantastic matches could come out of that as well. Um, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent with that one. Um, so, do you have a note I had from um, Dynamite? was the Dante Martin Manakai Black match, 
um, yeah. which wasn't particularly long. I think it's open the show, um, but I just love both of these guys. And Dante Martin's another one who um, his brother got injured, like a big. In- he's been out for like a year, and you just yeah. you just think, you know, you've seen it in WWE when Ivar gets injured and Eric's just not used on TV, and they just forget about them, but. Dante Martin shone as a single star. I know he's got this Leo Rush um, connection. Um, I love just, Leo Rush as well. And, and, so and he keeps having these matches, Dante Martin. He keeps losing, but he's losing with such like credibility. He keeps getting more and more credibility every time he loses, which is quite hard to do, I think. Um, so I think they're doing a really good job there. And just a little after the match, just as Malachi's walking away, he does a little nod, like a yeah, nod like back that. to Dante, which makes yeah, you think like maybe, maybe we're getting a face turn for Malachi because the crowd are behind him and maybe they're just thinking, you know what, let's just put him face, let's make Cody heel. And... Well, Cody will be a massive heel if he beats Black in that third match anyway. Still want Black don't... to keep his savagery though. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I want Black to just knock Cody's head off personally. But... Yeah, same here. <laughs> I can see that happening. Uh, I, I feel like they have to give Cody a win back. Yeah, I, he's I, already beaten twice. It'd be weird if he beats him a third time. I don't yeah. mind it, but I just feel like they won't. Let's not that. let him win. Come on. Let's have him just get beaten again so he completely then sort of goes away and recreates himself almost. We'll just get Mega Let's Heel, Cody. Do one of them stories. Mega Heel could be cool. He'll just, just die as their black. Be the same just make, I know. He just, let's just make him kick the bugger out of Arn Anderson. Just like proper turn, like he loses and then just goes mental. You got to be careful of Arn Anderson. He's got a Glock. He can shoot you. And at any point, you got to be careful. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be starting on him. Uh, <laughs> a few deaths in professional wrestling of just killing each other, so, um, turned into Squid Game or something. <laughs> so there was there was one other match I wanted to talk about, um, which was the six man tag. Um, it was the Dark Order and the Elite. Young Bucks and Adam Cole. And this match, uh, the, the best things about it actually weren't, I mean, it was a good wrestling match. It was fun. But like, what I really enjoyed about this was actually the fun little spots in it, like comedy spots almost. Um, so there was one moment where we've spoken before on this podcast about how much we enjoy the um, the Adam Cole kiss spot with the Young Bucks. And Adam got, they go to do that, but then it's John Silver and Alex Reynolds do it. And Adam yeah. Cole realizes it. Oh, that was funny. And yeah, yeah I really like that. And I also really loved out of nowhere, Evil Uno getting Mr. Socko out. Yeah, where did that come from? He must have got, he must have spoke to Mick Foley about that. Yeah. So that, that just seems out of the blue, that one. But like the crowd went nuts when that came on as well. I was like, hello, what's going on here? And it was just so cool to see. I haven't seen that in years. I love um, Mr. Socko. And uh, yeah, it's just some, I thought that match was just a lot of fun. It was one of those matches where you just kind of have a smile on your face watching it. Like it, it didn't really matter. Like, if the moves were amazing, it was just a load of fun. And it and the wrestling was good. I mean, it's Adam Cole and the Young Bucks, Christ's sake. And uh, John Silver's great as well. So, um, and so is Alex Reynolds, but I think Alex yeah. Reynolds is really good. Yeah. I think they actually Dark Order in ring are way better than... Because I think Evil Uno is going to think Stu Grayson's really good. Yeah, um, yeah. They've got, a lot of, they've got a lot of good wrestlers in Dark Order. They don't maybe utilise their wrestling enough. Yeah, because, um, I mean, they're done. quite a comedy-based group anyway. Um, but, yeah. That, that, I thought that match was a lot of fun as well on Dynamite. Yeah, definitely. Was there anything else from uh, AW we wanted to bring up before we move on to NXT? I do not think so. No, cool. Let's move on to NXT. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll pose the question: What stood out for you guys from NXT 2.0? I think it's still called t- still called 2.0. Well, last week I said that 
you know, I thought it was the best week so far for NXT 2.0 considerably. This week was just kind of like, yeah, meh, whatever. It was, it was not, it wasn't awful. But it was, it was, it was was essentially a go home show, wasn't it? Before the um, next week's gonna be something that they started with was um, Carmelo Hayes, and then we had um, Johnny Gogano come out, and I'm, I'm really pleased about this. It's nice that he's actually acknowledged. It is, and he's broken up a little bit. And Gargano is now fully faced. There's no question anymore. Johnny Wrestling. Jolly Wrestling's back, and I love the him and Dexter Loomis doing the thumbs up, and I, I just awesome. I, I love it, Dexter Loomis, because you think Austin Theory's gone, he's but now he's got Dexter Loomis there, so yeah, yeah, I just I I love it, and I don't, you know, I don't even want to see him with Loomis much, really. I want to see him just on his own yeah. Johnny Wrestling. I want to see him on his own wrestling, but I want to see Loomis in the um in the promos and things like that, like he appeared behind him and stuff. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it personally. And, and I don't want him tossing um, in matches or anything like that. No, no, that'd be awful. And um, yeah, so really, I think I don't know when the match is going to be because it's not announced for Halloween Havoc, as far as I'm aware. But um, when it gets to that match, Gargano v um, Carmelo Hayes, that's going to be a really because Carmelo Hayes is really good, and um, he held himself on the mic here as well against probably the best in NXT on the mic. Um, held himself really well, Carmelo. And um, yeah, I just think it'll be an interesting one. And it's one of those matches. It's hard to really call who's going to win because are they mm. strapping a rocket to Carmelo? Uh, you know, would he lose his title in his first defense? Because but then Gargano is like the best he could possibly face. I think Gargano would be putting him over. I can't can't see the point of Gargano winning it. I think there'll be foul play. I don't yeah, think it's yeah, going to be clean. Trick, trick, trick. Yeah, probably not. Probably not clean. Probably not clean. Yeah, we also had. Um... We, we had a promo uh, I enjoyed, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Yes. Um, being proper haymans. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was a proper haymans. With their I enjoyed a this. big stick round. And, I must yeah, say, this is definitely the most I've enjoyed Von Wagner so far. He was good, it? wasn't he? Yeah. He was good. He was felt like a scene out of Rocky or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then they're, they're sort of sealing the deal. They are going to be tagging it up. Um, yes. I, I know we've disagreed on this before, but I think this is good for Kyle O'Reilly. It's definitely good for Von Wagner, but no, I, I think Kyle needs this because he was, I think he was going down the pan. Um, but no, I think this is good. It's different. And it suits his character as well. Probably, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I want to I see how this goes. I, I did like this week's promo. Um, I got kind of the feeling of an owner and their dog a bit. I felt like Von Wagner was walking Kyle O'Reilly for a bit of it. If that, <laughs> it's, that's kind of the vibe I got from this one. But I, but I did I did like it. What I dog's like Kyle it. O'Reilly? I don't know, like a chihuahua, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Von Wagner's a great dame. For, oh, Von Wagner's. He, he is a big guy and he, he is quite impressive and he's he, he has definitely won me over from... You know the first week of NXT that first match where he's I, in the title I, match. Yeah, I mean I, that was still. I, I don't care if he goes on to be the best wrestler in WWE history. That's still a mad decision to do what they did in the first week of NXT. Um, but yeah, I, you know I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the only thing I will say is NXT has quite a lot of tag teams. Um, we saw a few tag teams on the show, didn't we? Because we had the um, yeah. Imperium and MSK and Brooks and Jensen, and there was another one. Another oh um. The Garda del Fantasma. So a lot of, you know, decent teams on the show already. And um, um, Grizzled Young Veterans were in the main event as well. Yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah. Which I was going to, another match I was going to talk about in a minute. 
Yeah, well, no, I think that's a good segue, Fish. Let's let's hear your thoughts on that. So one. obviously, that was the main event. He got really it was all about Champa and Bron Breaker. Quizzled uh, Young Betmans were just there to kind of get beaten, but um, thought the match was quite good. Uh, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary for NXT TV these days. Um, but yeah, uh, interesting. I kind of predicted that Breaker would would get the pin for the win, and that's that's what happened. Yeah. Um, I think a solid field. I don't like that. They do too much. Do they coexist stuff? Well, especially um, especially in the last week, it feels like every, every show's every, got. A, yeah, do, do it's, they it's too much of it. But um, here, I think Breaker being paired with Champa in this way, like really puts over the fact that Breaker is a strong, strong challenger for Champa's title next week. Um, and I'm looking forward to the match. Uh, babyface, babyface, neither of them have turned on each other properly. Yeah, really. yeah same here. I think so, this is one where I, I definitely want Breaker Twin. I think I, I, I know it seems mad that he's only been in NXT for you know four or five weeks, but I think I think he's ready to be champ. I, I think he's that good. I, I'm really um, impressed with him. And um, yeah, the only thing I had note from this match I had was uh, how impressed I was with James Drake in this match. He thought he was really good. Um, he was an amazing wrestler. Yeah, he was in the match a lot. And he's, he's one that doesn't get mentioned a lot because Zach Gibson's kind of the mouthpiece for them. Uh, but James Drake is, is underrated. And it's, it's a shame that Chris and Young Vets are kind of in this position to just lose. You know, I would have rather have had... Yeah, I'd rather yeah. have had like an MSK lose this match. or I, I, know, I know they're champs or, you know, someone else, essentially. I, you know, Chris, Chris and Young Vets should be the faces of the tag division, really. But, you know... Um, I don't know if the thing I had from NXT was uh the women's triple threat match, which I, I have a few question marks on this one. So, we, it was Io Shirai, JC Jane, and Persia Perotto. Um, they picked one member from each team, which was quite cool. And I, I think when you saw these three members, you think, well, surely Io Shirai is going to win this. She's kind of streets ahead of the other two in terms of experience and in ring ability. Um, and then we had the unfortunate injury to JC Jane um, early on in the match where she missed the Tope Suicido and just went uh, flat on her face and um, got stretched to the back. It was a lot stretched, but uh, walked yeah, to the was, back. That was nasty, that. It looked really bad. You it's could see tra- Persia jack on her straight away as well. Yeah, immediate. I actually missed it at the time. Uh, but I've, I've, I've watched it back online after because I heard about it. And I was like, oh, I kind of must have missed the injury. I must have looked away a bit. But it did look bad, just straight on her face. Um, actually, interestingly, I just I went on um, WWE's website to look at kind of some match report for this match. And they um, described it as Io Shirai um, injuring Chasey Jane. So she had to leave the match. They basically ignored the fact that it was a, it was a missed spot and um tried to play up that you know, beat her up too much so she was injured which was just, that is interesting. A, just an interesting point I, I saw on the website this morning I, I think the interesting thing to come out of this really though is is the the fact that it's going to be a ladder match I think it could be yeah, a really awesome. good match the yeah. only thing I didn't like about this wasn't worthy of a skid mark but the fact that you spin a wheel it's by yeah. chance anyway. So why are we having a match so somebody can Yeah, well, yeah all we're doing is, is, spin is a wheel. Yeah, we're choosing who's spin. Yeah, that did bug me a little bit. Actually. That is makes... annoying. They should get to choose it. But yeah, cool. Awesome stipulation. Um what did they what did they actually yeah. call it? I tell you what though, it is oh I can't remember what Stairway it is. Stairway to hell. Stairway to hell <laughs> That's cool. I like that. I do like that. But, but I don't like the spinning the wheel 
no, I, I completely agree. It's interesting what happens if JC Jane is injured for next week, which is possible if if you know she got a concussion or whatever. You know, I, I don't know yeah. the pro- I don't know the protocols. Does Mandy do double duty next week? Does Mandy do the tag match then faces Raquel for the title? I think or or do change, they just remove them yeah. from, from the match? Maybe and that's that's the two on two ladder match. Maybe problem with that is I think the, I think they're going to win the titles. Yeah, I think. No, no, I, that's <laughs> I I think that was the plan was for them to win the titles. So Jason Jane being injured might just change everything, or or they just put Mandy in double duty, but then putting her for a ladder match, then putting her against Raquel is a bit much in it for one. And it's Mandy and, Rose. It's not like she's yeah prime. Brian Danielson or AJ Styles or someone. She too. might be though. You mean she, <laughs> she, in, in fact, no, but I mean her fitness levels are, are oh, probably I know that, pretty insane. Just, I, I've seen a lot of it. It's like when we saw Baron Corbin wrestle like seven times in a night. I think <laughs> I think they can do it. They just don't. Um, it just depends how extreme it is. If if she's getting put through a ladder or something like that. Well, yeah, the the risk of injury is higher in a ladder match. If, if they put that on before the singles match, you know, I, I, well, I guess this is... Isn't that got a stipulation as well? Yeah, we yeah, don't know yeah they're, they're going to spin well on the night. So, so it could be a ladder match and then like a street fight for something for all we know. Like, I can't Table see them doing match. that. It's just absolutely ruin them. Yeah, so it's interesting. I mean, I, just hopefully JC Jane's back next week and she's back and so, fit they're and on healthy. Real role, aren't they? Yeah, and she's really impressive, JC Jane. Um, this was an interesting spot for Persia Perotto as well because I don't, I think a triple threat match is a lot different to a singles match because triple threat match you can just have breaks and she's not that experienced in ring, so she can take breaks. And whereas it, it kind of got uh, changed on the fly, so she had to just. Um, be in ring the whole match and uh I, I mean i thought she did find persia Prote, but it was uh kind of a baptism of fire for her to just go in there i mean i think luckily she was with io shirai who's about as good as it gets um in nxt in terms of who to go against the match after that yeah i think our our friend fisher would love to mention is that tony d'angelo by it was chance? your new best mate yeah <laughs> it was <laughs> Oh, yeah. What a guy. And I just love this program. Mickey afterwards. James has been replaced by Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. I haven't mentioned Mickey in a while. Um, who, would have thought, who would have thought it would have been Krusty who does Mickey James mention on the yeah, podcast? I, 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 was work- I couldn't help it. I was, trying to work out, going. I was trying to work out a way to um, to figure out into this show in this one. They have got um, Impact pay-per-view coming up with her wrestling on it. So, in fact, she's having her first match in Impact. Oh, let's let's years stop off Mickey James. Wow, what's going on here? <laughs> You oh, up, mate. Sorry, you I, up. I wish I never did that. Now let's reel it in. Tony right, D'Angelo. So Tony D'Angelo. Anyway, yeah, what a guy. <laughs> Just what a guy. Hey, pulled a yeah. belt. Universal WWE title. Do you know what's funny is I I heard um, I think it was the Wade Keller podcast. Yeah, it's either that or Sam Roberts. Um, and they made a comment about people talking about Tony D'Angelo being the best NXT superstar of all time. And I was like, is, is that Fisher? Have they just spoken to Fisher? Because that, that's kind of Fisher's viewpoint. He went from being like most hated guy ever before he'd appeared to the best wrestler of all time. You know of... what? I, 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 I I'm I'm on the ship. Ship ahoy. I've jumped on. Let's yeah, I mean, welcome aboard. Ship. There's plenty of room. I'm, he, I'm... <laughs> his finisher was mad. I, I think that's so cool. He's great in ring and he's a unit as well. He's not small. He's an absolute unit. And he, yeah, he, he, is, he is really good. I, I don't know if I'm on the ship yet. I'm probably on like a rubber dinghy, like next to the ship. I'll jump on board <laughs> soon, but I'm, I'm just kind of... Forget about if you miss it. next week's pod, I'm going to knock you off the dinghy. So. <laughs> You're going to put me in a trunk. 
jive off with me. <laughs> that's the only thing with this Tony D'Angelo characters. I don't really get why he's kidnapped to produce her from Lash Legends. It seems a bit weird. I, I, I'm sure it's <laughs> we'll going somewhere. Because he's like a mafia boss, and if you cross him, that's what happens. <laughs> Which is why I mention it on every show, because if he's got a chance to listen to it, we didn't mention him for a week. I'm going to be sleeping with the fishes. Tony D'Angelo listens You'll be to sleeping us. with him, I think, the way you're talking about him every week. <laughs> uh, right, let's, let's move on. Anyway, right, let's move on. Um, it, I, just... Yeah, but I also just, just one more thing on him. And, uh, sorry, I'm on, I'm on board now. <laughs> I like the way um, he gave the uh, ring announcer some money. Again, we, we mentioned no, these things. It's that he brilliant, does. yeah. It's Attention good. to detail is good. I like it. Yeah, it's very good. Um, whilst we just quickly move on from NXT, I just want to mention the NXT UK main event from last week, um, Thursday night last week. We had the UK title match between Dragonov and A Kid. Um, so, any of our listeners who don't watch NXT UK, just watch this main event. Just watch Dragonov. Uh, you've, you've, you've seen him on NXT shows, um, takeovers. You know how good he is. A Kid's very talented as well. This, this was just, so. yeah, and we had fans. I mean, it's probably about 50 to 100 it wasn't many fans was it but it's just nice to see some noise um nxt uk and the main event was great and um just quickly before we move on just happy birthday to zaya brookside this week who uh, had her birthday during the week um we and we sent a tweet out for her as well but uh just i know she listens so i'm just just telling her on here as well <laughs> All right. should we move on to uh no, I just wanted to mention one very quick I'll thing on, about um, LA Knight is hosting Halloween Havoc, um, which I didn't oh, actually... Oh, that is going to be great. I didn't realise that. Yeah. That's going to so be awesome. That I'm a disappointed the, they're sort the of raining him in a bit and they're not pushing him as much. Um, yeah, I actually thought he might lose. I thought he might lose this match. I, I, I was thinking that as well, and I'd have been fuming if he'd lost that match. Yeah, again, this is another match with a stipulation, which I just don't really care about. Like, why, why do you want to host a match? a show it's not really a big deal I, I just don't know. giving LA Knight something to do aren't they and yeah, he is fire just... on the mic isn't he he is very it's a good, good. Role for him to be fair but yeah he is very good he's going to beat someone up isn't he yeah he's going to start a feud and another impressive Grayson Waller performance as well by the way he's, yeah he's um, good he's, really he's, good. he's had a good few weeks hasn't he I'm going to fair do so next week as well just to mention him Yes, we do, which I'm sure we'll talk about next week. I think next week we'll, we'll probably lead with a um, NXT, yeah, which, next I, which I don't think we've done out. before. Um, lead with NXT, but I think it's going to be a good show. Halloween Havoc. Um, so shall we move on to Crown Jewel predictions? Will we so not good... mention any Roman Smackdown at all? Yeah, well, I, I think a lot of talk points we'll bring up when we talk about the matches on Crown Jewel. Um, I think there are some other talking points from Smackdown and Raw. I've got two actually written down. Um, so I guess we can run for those quickly now. Um, I think we should do that first. Yeah, let's yeah. do that and then end with our... Uh, yeah, so both of my on. points here, I'll just say them both and we'll just talk about them. I had the Usos and Street Profits in a street fight, which was um, very good and a very good culmination to the feud before Profits move over to Raw. Um, just two great tag teams. And I think these are two teams that could, they can have as many matches as you want and I don't think you get bored of it kind of like the new days uh, the new day in the Usos as well it's just one of those Street Profits uh, kind of in that calibre of tag teams now they've moved to that top tier for me in, in WWE um, yeah 100% this is, this is a really good match wasn't it guys oh definitely yeah, yeah. it's just a fun TV match it wasn't that long 
but it was like 10 minutes of just chaos. Um, and sometimes that's just good for TV. It is, you know, I, I, I do kind of have a bit of a gripe for tag team matches getting out of hand when there's men to be tags and you don't know who's legal and it's all a bit mad, but when it's a, you know, like there's a street fight, I absolutely love it. I love all the chaos when it's, um, when it's, when it's to the rules, I love the chaos. I'm a stickler for the rules. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I think the other thing I think you're just about to mention there, Fish, was um, the Naomi and Sonya. Yes, that was what I was going to say. I, I've loved this feud for for months, and I think I actually really liked what they did here. Yeah, I mean, did did we expect Sonya to actually wrestle her? I I, I don't. I think... did in a weird, disappointed way. I was like, oh, I, she's wrestling. I kind of thought they might time. do this because she. I don't think she wants to wrestle anymore. Um, but I thought maybe she would do it as a one-off. And I still think maybe we've got oh, to get you, that match eventually. Yeah, we, we, we will get that match. match. We will I get think it surely we'll have this match. I think we have to eventually, because otherwise it's been a waste of time. Yeah, that would be a waste of time. I was I was happy the way they did this. I was disappointed when I thought it actually was going ahead. Um, yeah, I liked it because obviously her, her bringing, being a heel authority figure, which we haven't had in a while, really, in WWE, bringing yeah. out Baszler on a two-on-one and then just arrogantly standing on her to pin yeah, her. On her yeah. and, and Naomi didn't look really bad in the match. Like, she actually held her own for a while. It wasn't like yeah, she yeah. came out and, and got totally destroyed. Like, she was getting the better of them until she, like, jumped into a Kahina clutch or whatever it's called. Um, yeah. Do we think that this is going to be Sonya's role on SmackDown is the henchman for... Um, sorry, Shayna's yeah. role on SmackDown. Now she's moving th- to SmackDown. I think so. And I, I'm just wondering whether we this all leads to a Sonya v Naomi match where there's some sort of stipulation where if Naomi Shayna beats on a pole, no, if if Naomi if Shayna if Sonya beats Naomi, then Naomi has to leave SmackDown, and if Naomi beats Sonya, Sonya has to become a full time wrestler and has to leave Authority or something. I just wonder whether they do something like that. Yeah, because I, I think see, I think I the way it's been. The way it's been set up, I think you kind of need a um, a um, stipulation for this match. I don't think a match is, would suffice for this one. And maybe it's just a simple case of whoever loses has to leave SmackDown, maybe. SmackDown's not big enough for the both of them or something. I don't know. Just, uh, just, just riffing. Indeed. One thing I didn't like, um, didn't make my skid mark, but something I wanted to mention. Happy Talk segment. Yeah. We had Corbin come out, and all of a sudden, Shinsuke comes out. You don't see Corbin really at all, and then the Street Profits come out like all straight away after. It was just an awful, messy segment. It was like no one knew what was going on, and they were just it was bringing just everybody out just for the sake of bringing know. them out. I was yeah, like, I don't, don't know what that was. Just don't bring them out. There was no feuding or anything like that. It was just let's just bring a load of random people out into the ring. Yeah, nothing much to say on that. Take now the show and give Carmella and Zelina Vega a couple more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, because those matches, I mean, we might, I moaned about it last week about how short the, the Queen's Crown matches have been. Um, you could have put a couple of extra minutes out. You could have put a couple of extra minutes on the Usos and Street Profits while you're at it and got rid of that segment altogether. I can only think it's pleasing the crowd at the arena, but it just looked crap. <laughs> It'd probably uh, set up a dark in... match. It wouldn't surprise me if they went to an advert and then during the break they were like, by the way, after the show, the dark match is going to be Nakamura and Boogs versus Baron Corbin and Madcap Moss. It's probably point, that. Actually, yeah, That's probably point, what it was. Don't do it there. Just do that at the dark match. Um, terrible. Um, so the, the main event, um, 
not the main event, but the, the main match, we, we had Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. I just wanted to mention this. I know this is a huge thing going into Crown Jewel, but what a match. An absolute banger, in my yeah, opinion. They they two miss. of the best in the business properly going at it, and they weren't holding back. So we used to get it a little bit where some of these matches were a bit half arsed before, before a big pay-per-view. But I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, we had segments like um, the Meteora outside the ring into the turnbuckle. Ooh, that looked that look <laughs> sore, which I love. I love a move where it makes me sort of wince. And yeah. Sasha was firing meteors all over the place. She, she was a meteor shower. She does, she does love a meteor. Everywhere. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly think it's the best match since Hell in a Cell. Best match that, they, that they've had. Or yeah, yeah, that they've had. That's the best match in wrestling history. Since no, no, no. Wrestling. One you of know, the best women's matches still in a, in a long time. If you discount maybe some of um, Bianca Belair's more, more recent matches. Um, they've been having some brilliant matches. Like the, four, the four main women, sort of Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bianca. They've been having, I mean, the finishes have been normally terrible, but the matches themselves have been yeah. brilliant. And this one at least did have a finish, didn't it? So... Yeah, Sasha, it makes up Sasha these finishes in a way, some of the matches they're having. Um, almost on purpose. But yeah, just wanted to bring that up because it was just such a good match. It wasn't something to forget easily. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, is there anything else not Crown Jewel related from Seth? His promo again, just insane. And and the way he's like talking about Hell in a Cell that he's been in more, so he, he knows how to go to those places. And um, we, we saw him, obviously, in the past, throw chairs all over the Fiend. So we know we've got it in him. He's got it in him. But yeah, he's just he's just gone to another level on these promos. And I never thought I could say that, but it, I'm so hyped for this match. And, and I just hope they can live up to it. Yeah, but I just wanted to quickly mention that. And his suit was absolutely mental. When you think you can't get a... <laughs> A more yeah, mad suit. That was the main. Comes. That was the main note I made about this segment. Was his suit? <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely mad, isn't it? I, I don't know where he gets them from. But, his suits are mad. He's he's mad. He's lost the plot, hasn't he? It's, so. it's all mad. All right, crown jewel time then. Um, and we get, we've we've never done this before. We're going to do live predictions on the podcast. Um, there's been no discussing between each other beforehand. This is completely off the cuff predictions. Um, we've well, I guess we've all done our. Um, I've got our own thoughts for it, um, and we'll just go through the card one by one, starting with what I think is the kickoff match. It must be surely um, the Usos against Shelton and Cedric Alexander. Um, the I think there's the hurt business. I think, I think there's still that. You haven't really seen them with Lashley much recently. Um, what do you guys predict for this one? Who do you think is going to win? Um, I'll go first if you want. I've got a lot to say about it. The t- SmackDown Tag Team Champions are the Usos. The titles aren't on the line. I don't really know why this match is happening, and the Usos are going to win. Quite simple. It should be, could be, if it's given a 10, 15 minutes, though, could be a good in ring match. So, not complaining too much. Yeah, yeah I, I think it'll be a good match. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, I'm, uh, you literally took, took the words out of my mouth. I think it will be as well, and I think the Usos will win. I don't think there's much to really discuss but there's no, this match makes no sense why it's happening because it's just a it's just, well I've been down yeah, since day one ish and I'm not leaving now so <laughs> my boys are ooh so ooh so win. um all right so we'll kick off with the home the hometown guy 
Mansour against Mustafa Ali. No discussion. Mansour is going to win this. Of course he is. He's going to have a bigger streak than The Undertaker at WrestleMania, <laughs> this lad. Um, I'm going for Mansour. And what, just quickly, what a few these guys have had. What a build. They haven't been given the best sort of time, but they're, they're going for it. And, and I, I'm actually quite looking forward to this match because Ali... Is, is an amazing superstar. He's been underutilised. It's nice to see them both get a, a decent section on a, on a, a what is a major pay-per-view. I know it's maybe one of the sort of side ones, but really it's a massive stage for them, isn't it? No, it is. And one thing you can always guarantee in these Saudi shows is that Mansour matches do get time because they yeah. want to see Mansour. So this match is going to get time. I think these two, given time, will have a really good match. So yeah, I think this would be a brilliant match and Mansour's winning. This 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 would be my banker if, if we did bankers. Yeah, if we did we should really do bankers. Um yeah, we Ma- should. Mansour. Mansour's gonna win. I predict also will win. I think this would be a, a like you say, a good match. He'll get time. Mansour's had good matches at, at Saudi in the past. I thought remember his what was it his first one with Dolph Siddler that he had. Yeah, that was and really was, good. Yeah. Like it was just Ran, like he had barely been on TV, and barely knew who he was, and he had a good match with Dolph Ziggler. And now he's, you know, a bit more experienced. And Ali is great, so this will be good, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. Um, we move on to the Raw tag team title match between RK Bro and AJ and Omos. Um, and I think, I think I have to go for RK Bro in this one. I just don't see why they take the titles off them. Although the build up's been. <clears throat> um, Omos destroying Riddle seems to just happen all the time. Um, Omos seems a bit unbeatable at the moment. So I'm interested to see um, how they get the win. But I, I'm sh- I'm, I, I really think they're going to win this one. And I think it's just an interesting time for the Raw Tag Division, considering we've got the Street Profits joining these two on Raw um, as of next Monday. So I think it'll be interesting. Maybe we go into Street Profits, RK Bro. I, I, I don't know what comes next. But yeah, what do you guys think? From this one, I think RK Bro are going to retain here. Um, I did have a hard think about it because it, it could go back onto AJ and Omos, but I, th- I don't think they've milked RK Bro enough. If you see what I mean, from even looking at it from a, like a commercial perspective, I think they're very popular and they they sell tickets and shirts, don't they? So I think they want to keep this going a little bit longer, and I, I honestly think. The only way you're really going to split these up is with Riddle and um, Orton sort of basically feuding. And I think it's too soon for that. Uh, does it, I love the build, but let's keep the belts on them a little bit longer and build this. Build this, build this. Even maybe all the way to Mania. That, that could be a Mania match, couldn't it? Yeah, definitely. I actually think we, we may see a, a split soon between AJ and Omos. I'd predict that before Riddle and um, Orton. Splitting up, we need that as well now. And feeding the way they're kind of building Omos makes me think they're gonna get AJ and Omos, and Omos just destroys AJ or something. I don't know. What do you think, Fish? Yeah, this one I I, I had to go for RK Bro purely because I can't see them putting. The, I don't see the point of putting the titles back on AJ and Omos. They were the former champions that they beat in the first place for them. If it was in fresh team, I might have been conflicted and gone. Maybe this is where they do a big angle. Because you know, they might do something like that on this Saudi show between Orton and Riddle. Uh, maybe one of them turns on the other. Um, the only, the only thing I, the only reason I could see AJ and Omos winning is randomly the Saudi prince might love a seven foot t- 
tall man winning a title. Um, I could see that, um, but I have to go with RK Bro because I think the same reasons that like Krusty said, I think it was a very good point about milking it more. Um, and I think it's too early to break them up. And if you're going to lose the titles, I think you have to break them up afterwards. I don't see the point in them sticking around as a team. So yeah. I think hold off until sort of the Royal Rumble time. Um, I, I would like to see them maybe like go to the Rumble and lose the tag titles there or eliminate each other from the Rumble and then lose the titles and then face at Mania. That kind of thing. It deserves a bigger build-up, more time. So keep the titles on RK Bro for now. Um, we've seen variations of this match a lot, so I'm not expecting, I'm not that excited for the match, um, talking about the match itself, because we've seen it. I feel like we've seen it a lot, but um, I'm sure it'll still be good. Yeah, no, I completely agree there. Um, so move on now to the final of the Queen's crown tournament and uh we've got surprise final guys you got Dewdrop v selena vega who predicted that when we saw the brackets at the start of the tournament um certainly not me i really thought um shana baszler would be there i thought Liv morgan had a chance yeah Um, i don't really get shana losing to Dewdrop. i don't don't really get that on um raw um selena actually quite liked actually quite liked the way she um carried herself on raw actually like with the crown and um I just thought she looked the part. Um, we Selena. definitely looked the part. No so doubt. for that reason, I'm going Zelina Vega to be Queen. Queen Zelina is what I'm going for. Um, and I don't even know why. I just don't really see why Dewdrop would be a Queen. I just, it seems a bit random to me. Um, I would have said Shayna all day long. Um, but as Shayna lost, I'm going Zelina. What about you? Guys? Yeah. Oh, I'll go next. I'm going to agree with you, and it's boring so far because we're all going the same, but I, I'm going to go for Zelina. This one I did have to think about considerably because I, I think there was a chance Dewdrop could win and they could give it a comedy gimmick type thing, but I just think Zelina, and, and normally the person who puts a crown on loses, right? That's what happens a lot, and she put a crown on the full thing, and Dewdrop hasn't done that, but I think they've got to go with Zelina. She just suits that gimmick perfectly. It's normally a better on a heel, um, she just looks the part, like you say. I think it it's perfect for, for, for Selena Bainiger. And I'm bringing her back to WWE. She hasn't, I, I mentioned several times on the pod, I wasn't happy with her booking. This, if it all leads to this, that kind of makes up for it a little bit, I feel. Um, doing something with her and giving her something to do. Um, so yeah, I'm going Selena. And I, I'm sure this will be a great two-minute match that they're given. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, um, I'm going to Selena Bainiger as well. Um, reason is they like to have people who win the well previously king of the ring on the mic i mean if you think back to king booker um bad news barrett um, and more recently corbin they they love having them on the microphone and we know zelina vega can talk on the mic she can really cut a promo from when she was with andrade and more recently as well you've noticed it and as you say she looks the part I can't see what they do with Dewdrop. I think that would be quite a horrible gimmick to follow. Um, Queen Dewdrop. Sorry? Queen Dewdrop. Just the yeah. name sat doesn't work, does it? It just... I don't want another silly gimmick. Let's have someone who actually is using it to be quite aggressive and arrogant. I, I, it just seems to work, doesn't it? Um, also, yeah, as Fisher said, I want her to be used better. Um, I want to see, see her get some wins under her belt as well. So, yeah, going to Selena Vega. Yeah, good. So, so far, we're all exactly the same. But we've if, got... if we do actually post our, um, usually we would post out our uh, predictions on Twitter 
and usually the day of a main pay-per-view, they can be a little bit more uh, different. Uh, I think this this pay-per-view is... Well, I don't want to say predictable because I think now we're getting into the non-predictable. Yeah, so I mean, be very different. But. Yeah, I, I, I think we usually start with the more predictable matches and we move down yeah. the card. So I think I think we'll, we'll get some differences as we go down. Um, yeah, predictions on Twitter anyway, and always sort of talk to us about what you think is going to happen. Obviously, we're not doing our predictions on Twitter here because unfortunately, the uh, the show would have happened by the time the show goes out. So there's not a lot of point. Um, in doing that but obviously if you listen when you listen to this if you've watched Crown Jewel you can see how like what right or wrong we were which will be quite interesting yeah exactly because uh, that I, I really, mean, uh, happened so I think we could still post the um, picture of the predictions just to have uh, just to have it on on record on Twitter um, so we will always have the pictures to look back for on Twitter I've, so I think we'll post them but um, yeah, it'll, it'll be after the fact yeah yeah um, so we move on now to the King of the Ring final and we've got Bala v Woods, and I think there is a case for both of them. Yeah, here. this one I'm I'm still torn now. I mean, I, really I, I actually thought Finn v Zami was really good on SmackDown. Just to um go back to yeah. that, I thought that was really good. Excellent. Um, Woods Jinder was was all right, not not quite as good. I was just glad because last week on the podcast when you went on here, Keeney, I, I did say I had a feeling that um Woods was was going to lose to Jinder. Yeah. Um, just a feeling I had. So I'm glad he didn't. And at least he's got this opportunity in the final. Whether he wins or not, I don't know. But um, I'm just glad that I, I didn't want to see King Jinder, really. I mean, I just, it would have been okay for him. He's kind of healed shtick, but. Yeah. Who would really win if you've got Fisher? Yeah, you're going to predict Fish. Put your neck you're on the line. Predict. Don't beat around the bush. Come on, mate. Uh, so I'm going first, am I? Yep, you're going you first. You are. You just, you just ranted about Jinder. Tell us. I wanted, to, I wanted to go last on this one. Damn it. Tell us. Tell us. Right, one or, two, one or two things is going to happen. And I know that sounds really obvious, because one of them's got a whip. <laughs> oh, Xavier. But there's either going to be a heel turn for one of them, and I know, and I think I know which one. Or, or <laughs> what I'm going to predict, okay. I'm just going to go for it, because I, I want it to happen. I want yeah. uh, Xavier Woods to win. So I'm going to go for Xavier Woods, because I just feel like it... It, he deserve, he needs it and he deserves it more than um, Balor doesn't not deserve it, but I don't think he needs it. He doesn't need a king gimmick. I, I think Woods having it would be quite cool. So I'm going to go for Woods to to win, and I think the match is going to be fantastic. By the way, if it's given time, because they're both brilliant. Yeah, I, I think the match will be will be really actually one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most because it's just a completely fresh match between two people. I think are both really good in rings. So I think it'll be a good one. Um. And I think I've actually got to stick with Fisher. I think I'm going to go Xavier as well, just because I can I see... I thought you were going to go Bala. I can, I can see the uh, backlash I feel like WWE would get if they didn't give it to Xavier because it's such a campaign for him to win it. Um, it is Bala, though. Like, it, it's no, not it someone is. Had, that's it why is. I, if it was Jinder, that's how I feel it would have gone differently. But Yeah. No, you're right. I, um, I, think, I think Woods would... I actually would prefer Balor to win, by the way. If I'm going for what I'd prefer, I'd go for Balor because I think Balor would just win it and he wouldn't be King Balor. He would just be Finn Balor still and he would just he wouldn't change. Whereas Woods is going to be King Xavier or something. And it's going to What's be the he's... point in having a tournament if you're not going to do anything at the end of it. Though? Well, I don't think you should necessarily become a king for winning it. I think you should maybe get a title shot or something at the end of it. I, I think there should be something Cash else. in your crown or something. <laughs> uh, I don't know about cashing. I just think maybe you should get like to, to the be next pay per view. That would be a great idea, considering the fact that 
well, we'll see later after our predictions, but Big E is currently WWE champion. So if you have Balor beat one of the New Day. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's on Raw now, isn't he, Balor? And then you could have him beat Big E. That makes total sense. I mean, actually. I actually, at the start of this, I said about Balor being a, going from a prince to a king, and um, Javier mentioned that um, on Raw when he got in his face. I, I think if Balor wins, just to piggyback on what I said earlier about the one or two things happening, I think if Balor wins, he's turning heel. And he'll be a king as a heel. And I think heel Balor might be overdue. I think we've seen Smiley Babyface Balor a lot on the main roster. Yeah, I we think maybe been... you're right. And I think I think that now. Cool heel Balor it. would be pretty awesome. I, I will say, though, I don't think he's currently Smiley Babyface. I think he's, no, a, ba- no. he's a Babyface, but he's like serious Babyface. Yeah, he's more and... like the NXT one. Yeah, I, I like his current, current character. I don't want it to change personally. Um, the other thing that happens, I hope they do it right. Because yeah. they've messed up a few things with him recently, haven't they? Well, the um, demon, yeah. Well, and demon, this, is, this is the, the thing road they, breaking, all yeah, that crap. They, they clearly don't hold much stock behind, you know, Balor's lost it such stupid ways over the last, you know, couple of months that him losing to Xavier Woods like, doesn't hurt him any more than the ropes breaking against Romans. I don't think he loses too much from losing. You say that. That goes on to my prediction. I'm predicting Xavier more because I want him to win because I think he deserves to win. And I think he could use the gimmick more. I know you don't want it to be a gimmick, but we know WWE love that. And I think he'll go around with his crown. He can be quite fun with a cape on, things like that. He'll be so The only thing I can't see is how can Xavier Woods beat Balor? Can he he beat him with his elbow? You can even even have Woods and... Kofi turn here or something. Kofi helped Woods win. I mean, there's possibilities. I don't think that's the trumpet calls. You could Francesca (laughs) smash him in the face with Francesca. (laughs) I'd quite like that. That he's that desperate to win that he just smashes him in the head. Um, Yeah, you could something like that. I'd like that. So yeah, I'm predicting Xavier, but I. Oh, so we're all going to see this match then. Yeah, sorry. I can't believe we're all going to say on this one. I, I really thought we'd be different on this one. No. Yep, no, we're all going Xavier. So all to the be same. honest, if I'd have gone third, I reckon I would have picked Balor just to be different. But I'm yeah. not going to change it now. You left that. All right. Um, let's, let's by the way, po- just before I um, before we move on, can I just say, is there any possibility that either Shane McMahon comes out and does what he did at um, Best in the World, or the Undertaker because he's there comes out and wins this somehow? No. Do, do you think that would be? I mean, they like to do stupid things in Saudi Arabia. If they would do that, be... that, if I tell you what, now fish, <laughs> if they do that on Crown Jewel. You're going to see the biggest skid mark next week. <laughs> I, it's it's going to be it's going to be an hour of me skidding next week if that happens. I'm going to be fuming. <laughs> so would I. But if, Maybe uh, you wouldn't put it past the budget. It'll, it'll be a freeway skid mark next week. We'll all be going nuts. Maybe I'll take all cab in on his motorbike and leave a massive skid all the way. <laughs> I'd prefer that to assist our skid mark. <laughs> anyway, um, what's next? Yeah. So next again. From my uh, random order, I've got Edge and Seth in Hell in a Cell. Tasty match. Krusty, well, why don't you start? Well. You're you're the biggest Seth fan. Yeah, well, I didn't want to go first in this one. Well, Fisher didn't want to go first last time, but that's what I happens. know. Well, so firstly, wow, probably the match I'm looking forward to. We got, got Edge, yeah. we got Seth in Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Sorry, let's get that one in there. Uh, I'm I'm really torn on this one 
And I'm not going to explain too much till you've both chosen yours because I don't want to give you my delightful ideas. But the, the sort of bottom line is I'm going for Edge to win. It kills yeah. me to say that. And I, I don't mind either of them winning because I love them both. But I would like Seth to win. But I'm going for Edge to win. That's my prediction. Yeah, well, again, I'm I'm sticking I'm sticking with you. I'm going edge as well. Um, I I just don't know how they can have someone break into someone's house and threaten someone's family and still win a feud. It just seems um, yeah, it just seems like Edge kind of has to win um, as like a kind of good nice moment for him. Um, yeah. I actually think. Either could win. I think this isn't actually that easy to call. I, I just think the way the story's gone, and like what you may, I, I, I would hazard a guess you may be getting at crosses. Maybe this is to build Edge up to go over to Raw and maybe challenge for the title. Um, maybe he needs it more than Seth. Although Seth's going to Raw as well, isn't he? Yeah, they're both on. Raw. Well, I was actually thinking that should Seth lose, if he's then going to go on for a title run to sorry to challenge for the title. Makes him seem quite weak. I mean, what if he loses? What? How can he go into that role? Which was my thought of should Seth win? Um, yeah. My edge prediction is mainly because he lost so drastically at SummerSlam, and he's not disappearing. I don't think he's sticking around. He's been drafted. If he was disappearing, yeah. you could say maybe Seth's going to win. No, that is a good point. I think if... look at Fish being a little sponge there. Yeah, so he's, 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 he's soaking it all in. He's thinking, oh, look at this. <laughs> Doing the uh, the meme with uh, the guy like pointing at his forehead. By the way, right now. No, you're SpongeBob, Batman. Sorry, but um, no. So I, I I agree with you. I think if if Edge hadn't been drafted, not, and maybe he, he maybe he just does go away for a little bit. I don't know what Edge's plans are, but I think there is something to Seth just ending Edge, just completely destroying Edge. Um, he got very close to ending him before. And maybe if we've all um, predicted that Edge may turn heel soon, maybe him losing here is a way for him to turn heel. So yeah. I think there's a case for Seth winning as well. But I'm still going Edge. Yeah. Fisher, it's your time. Fisher. You've been sat there rubbing your beard, thinking about things. Honestly. Got, I was always going Edge, and I'm not going to change my mind just based on you two going Edge. Um, I will say, by the way, um, we haven't said what our predictions. We haven't said what our prediction scores are currently. Um, I've just got them up, so we'll do oh, that yeah. again because nobody will know that. So just so when did we start? Uh, start the beginning just, of the year. Yeah, we do it. Do it year. It's, year, year, year it's calendar year to year. Um, but yeah, so Edge. So obviously, we've we've praised this feud and their previous matches a lot on this show, and I'm really, really looking forward to them culmination of the feud inside a hell in a cell and because it's the culmination of a feud like you said Keeney when someone goes that far you can't have the heel win surely and and Edge has also lost quite a lot if you consider the fact that obviously lost to Roman Reigns lost the triple threat of Mania mm. so Edge getting I know he beat Rollins the first time but I feel like he needs a feud win um so I think him, he has to win here. Um, I don't know what Rollins does next. And that is interesting because like you say, I would have liked to see Rollins finally get a title match at some point because I feel like obviously they were building the one with Roman. Never happened. He is he is due a title match. So. And then he's going to Raw and like him be Big E makes sense. So much sense. Um, so I don't want to see Rollins lose and then get a title shot, which I can still see them doing anyway, even though that made no sense. Uh, but hopefully maybe Rollins goes over feuds with somebody over there. I don't know who a baby face over there um, for a while. He might even carry on the feud with Edge, but I, I hope not. Um, and then maybe builds up to Big E, but I'm going to go for Edge to win immediately here. 
Um, and then I do think Edge might take a little bit of time off, but obviously not for long because he, has, like you say, he's been drafted. So I think um, he, he, Edge wins here, um, and they both go over to Raw and uh, move on to something else. And they're all happy families. Thank you for that, Fisher. Yep. All right. So next, I've got the no holds barred match between Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. Um, and one thing we're going to see tonight is a murder. I think that's 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 been made quite clear by Goldberg is he plans to kill the ambulance. So we're going to see our first death on WWE TV for a long time. So I don't know if I'm ready for that personally, but that being said, I think again, similar, similar premise to the last prediction. I think Goldberg kind of has to win because he's, I mean, realistically, I want to see a family thing again, isn't it? Yeah. I want to see Lashley win because Goldberg threatening to kill him just was ridiculous. And I think Gold, uh, Lashley's promo on Raw actually was quite good, where he was like, you can't kill me, I'm the almighty. I, I can't remember his yeah, he actually exact mentioned word. It was also murder. And was like, yeah. you're stupid for saying that on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm well behind Lashley for this match. And I want to see Lashley beat him. I'm, I'm always really behind do. whoever's against Goldberg, to be honest. But I just think Goldberg's going to win this. I think this will be a great hard-hitting quick match. As I think Goldberg matches have to be like that. Um, so I think this, uh, and I, I do tend to enjoy them. You know, I know a couple of years back we were all, you know, like the Undertaker and the Fiend ones. They were terrible. Yeah, no, but we were. I remember a couple of years back at Mania, it was Goldberg v Lesnar, and we were all like, "Oh God, here we go!" And it was, yeah, was such pretty, a good it was match. Good, wasn't it? Just so really hard hit. Just, just finishes. Constantly. I want him. I've said it before. I want Goldberg to jackhammer Lashley, and I think they can pull it off because Lashley is so strong. Maybe that's I, I reckon we should hit him with a spear real early so he's not knackered and then jackhammer him. Um, not necessarily win it, but he can end with a million spears or something like that. Mm. Or hit him in the face with a, a chair or something. Jackhammer on a chair could be cool. I mean, realistically, we're probably going to get Goldberg's son distract Lashley and then Goldberg's going to spear say, him I think, or something. I think Gage is going to be involved in this match. Gage, man. Gage, man. There is also Gage. the possibility. There is also the possibility of the Hurt Business being involved. We know that they're because they're in another match. Yeah, they, are, if they do. Then possibly Lashley so, could there, win. There is that. We could, but I, I did mention it when we mentioned that first mm. match. Is we haven't seen them together, the Hurt Business at all, other than that first night when they got back together. No, it's very odd, isn't it? Lashley's been on his own. They've been on their own, and they haven't really mentioned the term the Hurt Business much at all. So I, I wonder whether that's just a one week thing the three of them being united. They've united the tag team, but it doesn't really feel like the Hurt Business is back together. But I say that, they'll probably come out tonight and help Lashley. But anyway, prediction-wise, what are you two going for? I'm going to predict Big Goldie Boldy um, Goldberg, because they're both bold. Um, They are both bold. The gold bold. (laughs) (laughs) Goldberg. (laughs) Yeah, Goldberg. Big jackhammer. That's it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Bye. That's all we need to say, Fisher. Oh, Whisker Biscuit is going to win. Um, Whisker Biscuit? I think it's Chris Jericho called him that a few years ago. Whisker Biscuit? What does that mean? I don't know. It's, I think, I'm sure it's Chris Jericho called him it. But, um, I'm guessing that's Goldberg. That's Bill. Yeah, it's Bill Goldberg. Um, Big yeah, he's He needs his... Whisker he's Biscuit. Gonna, I mean, they've already faced each other once. I thought my name was bad. Here comes Whisper Biscuit. <laughs> um, yeah, he's um, he, he lost his first match to Lashley, obviously. The Sun thing happened. Gold, it's Saudi Arabia. Goldberg always wins out there. I think he's undefeated in Saudi Arabia, maybe. Um, he deals he, with jet lag well. 
Maybe one day we're going to see Goldberg v Mansoor in Saudi. Who's the best? Maybe <laughs> the it's a dream. Mansoor, that's the one. <laughs> what when Goldberg seventy? Mansoor will destroy him with a ten minute match. Maybe Mansoor is going to beat the Undertaker. In a bonus. I think I think Mansoor will eventually win some sort of title at a Saudi show. By the way, I think he'll win them all. They'll he'll just have one match against every champion to beat them all because he's that good in Saudi. <laughs> But yes, anyway, back to this one. So yeah, a quick hard-hitting match is what I want to see here. Um, it's no holes barred, so you can throw some weapons in there. You can make it, like you say, just crazy spots for five minutes. That's the best to get out. That's the best way to to book Goldberg at this point, if you're going to book him. Um, so yeah, old Whisker Biscuit's going to win. <laughs> Whisker Biscuit. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to the WWE title match between Big E and Drew McIntyre. So we saw them on uh, Raw in a tag team match, and they actually coexisted in the era of can they coexist matches been on every show. We actually got a coexist match where they were fine, and they kind of made a joke about it, and it was all, you know, happy families, Biggie <laughs> and Drew. It was, like, it, was, it was lovely to see, but I think, this, I think this one's quite obvious because Drew's moving to SmackDown. It makes no sense for him to win the title here. Um, I mean, I say that insane. They, they, they could do Brock beating Roman later, and Brock's a free agent and takes it to Raw. You know, you there is a way they could transfer the titles, but I really don't think that's going to happen. And I think Big E, this is a perfect opponent for him, perfect opponent for him to beat to kind of legitimize himself. You know, winning it off Lashley, defending against Lashley, and then beating Drew. That's some big opponents for Big E to to face. So yeah, Big E is my prediction. Yeah, same. Cool. I've not got a lot else to say. Really. <laughs> um, I think the match will be should be really good between these two. The card is actually pretty stacked, isn't it? Oh, it's very good. Yeah, every match a good we're card. Saying, good card. Good card. You know, and there's not too many where it's like old timers who haven't wrestled. Like, there's not an under. I know Undertaker might end up being there, but there's not like Undertaker Goldberg or they've done like Triple H John Cena and stuff like that before. Like the DX bloody Brothers of Destruction. There's none of that stuff there. There's, I know Goldberg's on the card, but at least he's wrestled fairly recently. Um, but yeah, I think this will be a really good match. Like you say, it's perfect for Big E to beat Drew. Drew goes over to SmackDown, rebuilds up, and then eventually faces Roman. Big E moves on to somebody else. In the, I don't know who uh, in the meantime. Um, maybe even Goldberg. I could see that happening. Um, and yeah, Big E, Big E gets a massive win to sort of solidate, consolidate his... He needs like a big clean win to consolidate his uh, title run. And I think that is this is the one. Yeah, Krusty, what are you saying? Well, gonna go big, big E. I think he's gonna win here. Not big D. Um, not big D, big E, not big <laughs> what, Bob. Where not is big, big Bob? Bob? Why is big Bob not did here? He, didn't he call himself big Bob again this week? He did. He had a tag match. He called himself big. I love it. He should, should change his name to big Bob. He should. <laughs> yeah, big E's gonna win. Um, as you say, the most obvious thing is that Drew's going over. It, it, it'd be awesome if they did what you said. And, Messed about with both titles, and you never know. Sometimes they do some really crazy, surprising things. But I think Big E's going to win. Armand Drew is going to mm-hmm. wait for his massive moment. Um, SummerSlam next year in the UK. Oh, if imagine if that it's happening. It's happening. Drew's going to beat. Anyway, <laughs> it's Big E is my prediction, and I think for this one, hang on, is. No, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to hold this out for the next one. Go ahead. Ooh. Okay, well, the next one, I'm going to the women's title match. Oh, hang next. on, no. Fisher has to choose first. This is what I was going to say. 
Got the women's title match. Sneaky snake over there. It, 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 <laughs> why do I have to pick on the women's match? So this before no, okay, so before we go into the predictions, I know what I'm picking for the women's match anyway. So I'm not so, okay. So I I have no. This is the only one I've got nothing written down for my prediction. I've got all my predictions written ready. This one I don't have anything written, but I've got a couple of things to say on this. One. I'm very surprised Bianca didn't beat Charlotte on Monday. I think that would have potentially solved a few issues. Yeah. Um, so that was a surprise in one. Um, another thing I wanted to say is I think there is a potential here, and this is my fancy booking in my head, but I, I can see maybe Sasha wins and she's on SmackDown and Charlotte's also on SmackDown. So both titles are on SmackDown, no titles on Raw. So do they they could do like a belt unification match between Sasha and Charlotte the next pay-per-view and then introduce a new woman's title on Raw and have a tournament for it or something. That's what I would like to see happen. Because I think I think we're we're past the point now of Raw's and SmackDown's women's champion. The reason why it's such a mess is because you can't have to Raw on SmackDown, you can't have SmackDown on Raw. So you have to swap belts, maybe, or it has to be. If we had the Universal and a WWE women's title, it doesn't matter what brands they're on. Like, you know, the Universal can go to SmackDown on Raw. I totally get what you're saying. That it does, it doesn't not, make a difference. Of that, and I think awesome. a way they can do it is Sasha winning. You can, you can have Sasha v. Charlotte, a proper title contenders match to unify the belt. And then you do a tournament on Raw for the new title, which will be the WWE women's title or something. So that's what I want to see happen. Um, I think it's awesome. I think they'll decide whatever they're going to do. Well, I'll give you my prediction. I, I'm yeah. going Becky Lynch to retain. I think they're going to sort this out at Survivor Series. I'm not sure how, but I I don't know. The one who wins gets to decide what colour they keep or if they swap brand or something like that. I don't know. Just as, um, as long as as long as they don't actually swap the belts, because it worked for Street Profits and New Day, because the characters it's still kind of lame though. Even but when they did it, Charlotte and Becky makes no sense for them to swap belts. Makes no sense. Um, so f- for me, the title's almost redundant. The Raw and SmackDown versions. Um, but God, Fisher, because you you know who you're going to pick, and and I and I don't know yet. Well, I would like I, separate style titles where they don't just have red and blue. Yeah. I think I agree. Like we used to have the heavyweight, didn't we? And then the... yeah, yeah. You you could easily have two women's titles and just not call them Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Like the US and the Intercontinental can swap yeah. either side. Like they're on one show, but like it doesn't matter which show they're on because they're not branded. And the same with WWE and Universal. And there's such a big yeah. push with women's wrestling at the moment. I think it'd be really good for it as well. I think yeah. your idea is fantastic, but whether they do that or not, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm picking Becky as well. Um, my thinking is. I have a funny feeling there's going to be some sort of Charlotte involvement here. Um, she's been way too involved in this feud, like to not be involved in the match. Um, mm. And I did read something online yesterday about her possibly being added, even at this point still. Well, actually, now you say this, I saw this on Twitter, um, either yesterday or this morning, that um, I think it was that Sean Ross Sapp guy yeah. that tweeted yeah. about Charlotte being in Saudi and she tweeted back a picture of her in somewhere in America. And was like, you know, it's all just clickbait headlines. You know, that picture, that picture could have been taken at any point. I've so got maybe, an idea, guys. Maybe she's just trolling, but I'd, I'm I've not sure she's prediction. out there. Got a big I don't prediction. see why she wouldn't be out there, because people like Natalia are out there, and she's not even on the card. So I don't see why Charlotte wouldn't be. Charlotte's yeah. going to enter that match. They're going to have both belts on the line. 
Becky and Charlotte are going to win the wrong belt. They're going to switch. So they're going to, one's going to be up first. I don't know, SmackDown. Charlotte's going to win that one. Becky's going to win Raw. There you go. That's how you keep both titles. How, so how do we predict that, Matt? How do you do that? <laughs> Well, I'm just telling you that's my prediction. We're, we're not going to predict it because that's me predicting a match on a prediction show. Um, but there you go. Do you think that could work? Um, it, it could. It, it'd, it'd be quite a clunky way of doing it, but it could work. I think your I feel idea like of, they've done that before. I think your idea of Survivor Series is a better one. I think that, yeah, I I think that could work. Because Survivor Series is the next pay-per-view, so I think that's a good way to switch the belt somehow if they're going to do it. Yeah, so anyway, sort of my prediction. So... I'm going with Becky. I think Becky wins. And then, obviously, Charlotte is... They're going to have the wrong belts. But Becky's going to win. They'll still do Becky and Charlotte at Survivor Series, probably. Um, Because I feel like they're going to go to that match once again. But um, Charlotte will eventually, or maybe even before, drop the Raw Women's title to Belair. That's my prediction. Um, somewhere down the line, not tonight. Maybe tonight if she gets added. Who knows? This is so complicated. But so, so my prediction for the match tonight is Becky wins. Um, if it does get made a four way, <laughs> let's make it. You're confusing the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you want to go out there and predict Charlotte to win in this match, then it's up to you. But... I'm not predicting Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so but yeah. we we're, we're going to get our first difference here because I'm going different. I'm not Sasha. going Becky. I'm going Sasha Banks. I was going to say, after all Let's that talk, you've got to go for it. Yeah, I'm going Sasha Banks. Um, and I I really think it, it could make sense. I mean, Sasha did pin Becky on um, SmackDown the other week. I actually, so d- I actually don't know who's going to take the pin here because Bianca's taken a pin. Becky's taken a pin. I think Sasha's taken it. It probably pin. makes sense for Sasha to take the pin, but I really think, I just don't think they're going to have Raw SmackDown. Raw title and SmackDown, SmackDown title on Raw because I think that is more messy. I think I genuinely think they could might just swap them over. Though. I know it's embarrassing, but that might. that could be another skid mark next week. I've already got some potential skid marks lined up for next week if that happens. It wouldn't <laughs> shock me. What like I'd... Undertaker coming in? Yeah. Undertaker wins the women's titles. It's, go. <laughs> it's going to be a skid mark special next week if that happens. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going Sasha. That's our first difference, and uh, well we we lead on to the main event. Potentially, probably the main event, isn't it? Um, Brock and Roman and Heyman somewhere in the middle for the Universal title. Uh, so they had a contract signing on SmackDown, which was absolutely brilliant. I yeah. loved Brock in this. I yeah. just loved the. Uh, I love Roman being like, "You're such an idiot. What you know? Why are you not reading it?" He's like, "Oh, I read it with uh, Paul Heyman earlier and just threw it and walked out." So brilliant. Ah, oh, Brock is it was, that was so amazing. good in this role. Hmm. Um. And this is, again, this is not an easy one to predict because if, if anyone, if anyone in the whole world is going to beat Roman Reigns, it's probably Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman portraying Roman Reigns. That's probably how you defeat Reigns right now. So this is kind of the perfect setup for Reigns to lose. But Are you does, predicting Brock then? Does Reigns lose? No, I don't think I can predict Brock. I think, ah. I, think I have to predict because I actually believe Heyman is still on Roman. So I think Brock's just playing mind games. Yeah. But Paul Heyman's got a big part to play in this match. That's yeah. for sure. Um, and honestly, I'm about 51-49 on this. This is a really tight one for me. But I am going Roman Reigns. But it's just so tight. Um, I wonder if you guys think it's as tight as I do. 
Yeah, I am. I, I think there's a possibility that Brock could win. And I've not thought that really about many of Roman's title defences. But I have to go for Roman to win because I just still think he's taken it to at least Mania. And what's the point in taking the title off him? I've heard some people suggest the argument of this might make Reigns even more crazy. Like if he lost the belt, like he could go on an absolute, he just could go absolutely crazy, especially if he's portrayed by Paul Heyman. And also, just something else on this, I think when Heyman started with Reigns, I think Reigns needed Heyman because Reigns wasn't a confident on the mic. Um, it wasn't massively, wasn't known for great promos. Now I think Reigns has almost outgrown Heyman. I don't think he necessarily needs Heyman to talk for him anymore. So actually, you know, maybe Heyman betrays him. I mean, there's a case where Heyman betrays him tonight and Roman still wins. That could happen. Um but I actually think if, again, if they're ever going to take Heyman away from Roman, tonight's the night to do it. And if you're ever going to have Roman lose to the title, tonight's the night. Like, you know, you said about Mania. We can go to Mania, but I don't care how much they build up Drew v. Roman or whoever. I, I don't think the story is as, as thrilling as this one right now. So there's a few factors here. I think you've got the one about if, if there's a time that Roman is going to lose the belt, it's going to be to Brock. I think you've got the other side as well. If it's a time that Brock Lesnar is going to lose a match, it's going to be when he terrains in this sort of state with Paul Heyman betraying him. Um, Paul, Paul, it it could even be like a double twist where he has actually been advocating for Brock, but it was a double bluff and it was all to gain his trust. So then he could screw him over and then Roman wins. I I can see that happening. That could be well. cool. Um, There's so many possibilities. That's what I like about it. There's so many possibilities. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. I think these last two matches are really tough to call for me. Um, I think it's been great. Um, but yeah, I, I can't not go for our tribal chief. I've acknowledged him. I'm going for Roman Reigns. Okay, I'm going. I've gone Roman as well. Um, cool. Yeah. So, so for the whole card, you two have gone exactly the same. I'll but really then again. Want- is it too in, late to in, change? In Crown Jewel, we, if you if we went if our predictions are all correct, mine and Fisher's, this could definitely be where you'd have a big twist and something surprise. Because um, the rest of it, if it does stay as we predicted, is is pretty standard. Yeah, I was kind of trying to and just quickly, you, you it's not too late to change fish, no. But quickly, I think. I was trying to think back at it. I was, I was going to look it up, but I kind of got sidetracked. Um, how many title changes have there been in Saudi so far? I wonder if there's ever been a main, a main title change. I don't think it happens very often. Gold, Goldberg, Goldberg beating the Fiend. Was that, was that inside? Is that the only yeah. main title change? No, I think, there's there's, been, I think there's been others. So if, 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 if there's a title change quite often, then I think there's a good chance. I, I, just, I just can't remember how often they do big angles at these shows. They, no, they don't. I, I've always thought that. The first couple, they didn't. And then the last couple has been a bit different. Because, I mean, it depends how... Because this show, in terms of uh, bringing in revenue, is is like they're, they're number one, basically. And if they... um, You know, maybe th- this is the time for Brock to be Roman. who's the popular win? In, is it Brock? Is it Reigns? It's tough but to say, isn't it? Roman losing the title is about as big a story as you can make in WWE right now. If, if they want to make headlines then this is a way to make it. But I just don't know if they want to make headlines in Saudi Arabia. That, that's, that's my thinking, is they don't seem to mention Saudi often. 
that obviously it's, there's like a lot of uh, controversy about the show and um you know do they want to make the biggest headline they could possibly make Heyman betraying Roman and Brock winning the title in, in a show in Saudi I mean I, I'm almost I'm kind of surprised they've gone to it here and not left this match till mania because I think you a, a Roman I think they Drew, have to, Drew match here makes more sense than you leave. I, I think problem with AEW chomping on the heels. They've got I think to they could do it again. At Mania. It wouldn't surprise me if they do it again at Mania. If if the storyline is that Paul screws over Brock, then I can see them going back to it. As long as Brock doesn't walk mm. off with the title, if he wins and runs off and doesn't turn up, I'm oh, yeah. going to be absolutely fuming and I'll start yeah. to dislike him again. Yeah, that's true. And he can reign and defend off. Somewhere else. So the one thing I was thinking, if I do change my mind on one, I'm tempted to go Bala. That, just that, to make that, it interesting. That, that, is, that is an interesting one, Bala. If I'm changing one, it's that. Because the others aren't set in stone on, I think. So are you changing or are you signed, sealed, delivered? I'm yours. Well, I'm, I'll get to the score. Shall I read what the score, current scores are? Yes. Let's so, read out. Current if scores. anyone needs a good old win, exactly. That's you. why I might yeah. as well take you need the points. Well, I might as well take the risk because at the moment it's crusty. You're winning on 114 points. Yeah. Keeney, you're on 112, so it's two in and, and you get one bonus. Sasha. You get one bonus point for winning a pay-per-view. So if he yeah. wins by one, you get two. And if you get hundred percent, you get two bonus points. So you could actually go in front if on this pay-per-view. If if Sasha but, wins. So yes. there's two between you two, and I'm on hundred. So I'm 12 behind, behind second. So I might as well just take a risk and go for it. So I'm, I'm going to change to Balor if that's okay. That is okay. That's fine because we're still on the still on the car. Just so that we've all got... Just so we're all um, different somewhere. Yeah, I, 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 I can see King Finn Balor. And I'm honestly 50-50 on it. So Yeah, that is a tough one. one. I can see both your prediction differences uh, yeah. com- coming out, honestly. Nice. Balor more than Sasha. No. Not by much. That's 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 mind games. He's I'm his closest <laughs> rival. He's trying to he's trying to put me off. Not his only it. rival. I'm so there we out. are. That's le prediction. Yep, done. Yeah. Done. No changes from this point on. Um but one thing that doesn't change is our skid marks. And uh every, yeah, we- every week, week. week. Yeah, every week we have skid marks. I changed so. my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so guys, who wants to go first on the skid mark section this week? I can start with Alice Skid if you wish. I think yep. you should go last, Keeney, because I think yours could be a bit of a ranty topic that could go on a while. It could, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go on, Krusty, you start with your skid. Okay. So mine is Dewdrop beating Shayna Baszler by basically lying down on her. Um, it's like a roll-up, but a really crap one it's a little bit more inventive i suppose if you were going down there but the thing i really don't like is we've built up Shayna baszler to be some absolute machine over the last few weeks she's kind of ended um not ended careers but she's put people out through through real severe injuries and then you've got her in like a two minute match with dewdrop who then pins her by lying on her just absolutely mad um i think it's an embarrassment to Shayna baszler um I'm yeah, I I, I I think one, what, what, the one thing about that ending of this match, which really got to me, was how long she had her in the Kida clutch for. Yeah, usually, usually she wins matches almost instantly with that move, or like, or she or she'll send people to sleep. She had it in there for ages, and then Dewdrop just rolls like, like lays on her. It's just it's just a stupid. Um, 
And, yeah, and- I, I get that. I mean, Dewdrop's been quite well pushed as well. Like, she's been pushed as well. She hasn't lost many matches. So in, if, if it's just she's lost the Dewdrop, it's not that bad. But it's the way, they, it's the manner of it. And it's the fact that it was in the tournament. And I think Shayna Baszler getting to the final would have made much more sense. Like, if you'd have done Shayna Baszler, but Zelina Vega, I'd have been like, that's a cool, like, I don't know who's going to win that, kind of. Both, both of them could suit the gimmick kind of thing. Um, would have been more interesting than what they've done. And I just think Dewdrop... Winning made no sense in that sense. Um, and the way, like you said, the way she did it by just laying down on her was pretty rubbish. Yeah, I mean, can only think that Shayna going through, if we're going with our prediction of Vega winning, I can only assume that they couldn't think of a way Shayna could be beaten by Vega, but you could have do drop, drop, um, do, do drop, <laughs> drop, do, the do drop, 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 the do drop, drop. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, oh man. <laughs> Did you drop drop drop? Sorry. Um anyway. Oh, fish, yeah. have, a, have a skid. There's my skid, Mark. Have a skid all over that. <laughs> Do drop skidded all over Shayna. That's what I'm saying. There's my skid mark. Right, so Who's mine's next? mine, um I didn't that was gonna be mine originally, and then obviously you wanted it. So and I was looking and I had didn't have a lot there was there was the option of going for the, the austin theory jeff hardy thing that we talked about last week but it wasn't as bad this week but the, the thing i decided on mid-show when i was looking at my um, yeah i was looking through my nxt notes and i very much realized that and we already know this anyway but nxt has got a lot of main roster tropes now that like we don't like and i think there was two roll-up finishes in this show and just yeah. not like short matches and a couple of the things I noticed were I, I noticed these two matches down so there was um Electra Lopez versus Cora Jade and um Cora Jade already won a match a couple of weeks ago against Frankie Monet by roll up last week which I, I thought was. was yeah which I thought was odd anyway because it was Frankie Monet and Electra Lopez has been pushed so far and they did it again here they had Cora Jade just win by roll up um, against Electro Lopez, and it, to me, this this was made no sense. And I thought, oh, they're doing a roll up for. Me. I mean, this is normally a crusty skid mark. To be fair, this kind of this, this, this kind of skid mark. He love, he hates roll ups, but also Imperium won on the show via a distraction roll up as well. Kushida and um, Ikamenjiro come out. It was a good match until that point. Against oh, by the, the way, Queen, just quickly, against the Queen Brothers. We didn't mention it on the show, but what was with that segment where we, where Kashida was taking a piss? <laughs> I could Jerome <laughs> walked in. What was that all about? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, but they're quite funny, them too. Uh, yeah. I, I like I like Hickam and Jero, and he's giving uh, Kashida a bit more of a personality, so I'm up for that. Because Kashida, Kashida needs something. Yeah, he's he's fantastic in the ring, but he's not done anything character wise for like since he's been there, so he needs something. Um, but yeah, so just to, yeah, I just feel like there's too many, and we've seen it as well, where they're doing the interruption promos, um, especially with like the tag teams. I think it was last week, where you've got like one tag team do a promo, then three come out and they have a match. And that's a very mm. main roster thing to do. And I just feel like... Well, and, and the main event was, uh, can they coexist? Yeah. That's, that's very main roster. That's another thing. So I know they're, they're going for more of a main roster field to try and get people prepared for the main roster. I get that. But just uh, don't take away the things we like from NXT, which was good finishes to matches um, and, and long lengthy matches. Is I feel it like because short... um, Triple H has taken a step back recently, do you think? Do you think that's yeah. why all these changes I think that's... are happening? Obviously he, he had his um, cardiac event or whatever it was. Mm. 
I know Vince has been more involved in it, Bruce Pritchard, all the main, main roster producers and bookers have been involved in it. And I feel like obviously that's that's having an effect. Sure, Mike, Sean Michaels is still very much involved in NXT. I know he's been a big fan of um, Carmelo Hayes and some of the new guys that they're pushing, which is good. You can see you can see the good bits still there of NXT. It's not completely it's not complete dud. Like Carmelo Hayes's push, Bron Breaker's push. There's a few others where I'm like, this is this is promising stuff. But there's some main roster tropes in there that they're just they're getting bigger and bigger every week, and I'm noticing them more and more. Um, and it's not a major skid mark, but that was that was my skid mark for this week. Uh, I, think that's a, I think that's a worthy skid. Um, so I'm going to start my skid with our poll for this week. So we ran a poll um, during the week um, about the Friday, Friday Night Wars between SmackDown and Rampage. Um, and, and, and we kind of did a poll to say kind of what show did you guys prefer? Um, and it, actually, the start of the poll um, was... Basically, SmackDown ran away with it. Ended up yeah. being the first two- nine votes all went to SmackDown. Yeah, and it ended up being two thirds SmackDown, one third Rampage. Basically, 37 percent. Um, so SmackDown won two to uh, two to one um, in the voting system. But you know, my skid mark this week is kind of the the tribalism in wrestling in the wrestling community at the moment is um, so toxic. I mean. You know, if any of you guys here, you know, follow follow us on Twitter, you, you know, we, we, we follow a lot of wrestling fan accounts and, you know, we try to keep up, you know, keep our fingers on the pulse. But at, at the moment, going on Twitter is like just so much hate, just, oh, AW's the worst show in the world. No, SmackDown's the worst show, but AW does this. Oh, Omega's amazing. Roman Reigns is the best. Like, just, just enjoy both guys. I, I don't know why you need to be so tribal loyal to one or the other it just blows my mind why you can't just enjoy stuff and or even at the same time if, if you don't enjoy something just just don't watch it you don't have to get so aggressive about it and like completely you know beat down anyone who, who kind of has a different opinion to you i mean this this is more of a a, a, a kind of social thing is you know the kind of yeah, online it's not really on the shows itself yeah, but obviously the, the, that came the online this week stuff. because of smackdown no, i suppose they are starting to get involved in it aren't they that's the problem. Um, I mean, it's been good for wrestling. This this competition. It's the best. I mean, idea, competition is good, idea. but tribalism, I don't yeah, think, is good. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, I mean, I think you know this Friday was great news. SmackDown um, did the was it they did like the first half hour or the no, the last half hour was um, uh, advert free. free yeah. The first half hour of Dynamite uh, Rampage show was commercial free. They're really going head to head. You know, Rampage put on that a buy in for a for a weekly show, which makes no sense logically. And they put on Brian Suzuki to try and take viewers away from SmackDown. Like they're really trying to compete with each other um, and they make it. And it's, it's great. I love it. It's, you know, there's no problem with the shows doing that. As, as, a, as a wrestling fan, it's so good to just sit this back and like, oh, what, Friday night, I get to watch Sasha V Becky. I get to watch a contract signing of Roman Brock. I get to watch a CM Punk match. I get to watch Suzuki V Brian all in the same night. Yes, it's just, it's just insane. And it's just, uh, um, just yeah, the, the tribalism I, at the moment. I don't understand why it people is. care about ratings so much. Yeah, ratings. Like, no other one, no yeah. other TV thing that I've, I've ever seen cares so much. Like, if you... Let's, let's like, take this back into Do you know what? I was just about to use... Them rivalries are pretty savage. You, that is so weird, because I was about to say, like, imagine being, like, fans of soaps or dramas or any other type of programme. Comedy show. 
Game of Thrones is shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you better but, take that back quick. You're gonna yeah, no. I'm, I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones. Last season. No, it's it's not even about whether you don't like the show, though. Like, if, if you don't like the show and you think it's rubbish, fine. But why do you care if more people watch that show? It doesn't mean it's better. It doesn't mean anything. It literally yeah. means nothing. Like, I watch shows on Netflix that YouTube wouldn't watch and YouTube probably wouldn't want to watch and nobody else is probably watching. That's because you're a I like it because I like awful. it. awful. Yeah. Sorry. But, <laughs> well, but you know no, what I mean? And you probably do the same. No, you, like, you're right, you're right, though. Like, uh, and Squid... I don't care that other people don't watch it. Do well, no, yes, that's a good example. Like, Squid Game is the biggest selling, no, the big, one of the biggest shows on Netflix history. I can't remember the exact stats, but it's got some sort of insane... Um, Stats behind it, and I know you you don't watch it, Fish. Actually, nothing. I think you have watched it. No, but you two aren't, you know, calling me a knobhead for watching it. Like you know, we, oh, we, man, we just watch. You're fair, you're and you're it. not going. I'm going to do a why we think your opinions rubbish podcast. <laughs> and then you're not going on on there and finding a show I watch on Netflix and going, oh, this yeah. is ten times more viewers. Therefore, like nobody cares, mate. <laughs> nobody cares, and and that's my problem with it. Why do people care so much about viewership? If you're, no, you're right. I don't care if I want to. If someone watches, if Coronation, you're somebody I'm out there who hasn't watched AEW, but you're you're or, or WWE for that matter, now is the time to watch both and enjoy both. With no, they're, they're both at a very high level right now. So good at the moment. Now is the time. We watched it all the way through the pandemic, and that was a bit of a struggle. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah. Some of that was early hard. pandemic WWE was yeah. tough to watch. So now, now's the time. One, one thing I will say as well families. is the tribalism between the... I've got a bit more to say on it, but um, the tribalism between the fans is is bad enough. But what I don't like is when people out bigger than that are encouraging it. And you know, like it's okay to say, you know, my sh- I like my show better, or Roman Reigns is better than Kenny Omega. That's not that harmless. That's kind of harmless. It's, it's silly, but it's not... I think it can be harmless. It's not always harmless. But it's not People the level where... Like, oh, I, I hope Kenny Omega dies. Well, this, this is what I was getting onto. It's, yeah. it's, it's not... When people start saying stuff like sending Daniel Bryan death threats because he joined AEW or Roman Reigns, I hope Roman Reigns gets cancer back. I've seen some tweets like that. And like that stuff, it's just it's like over a TV show. It's absolutely disgusting. And I just don't understand why you'd think it. But I don't think it helps that like a lot of wrestling journalists and podcasters and people like that like can be quite toxic and one unbiased and and unbalanced too you know that slag off one company or the other or say this and that to sort of stir the pot and that happens a lot um i even think wrestlers in promotions and bookers in promotions do it as well i mean tony khan has been doing it a lot on twitter trying kind of riling up the AEW fan base trying to get them again you know well, the, really... the thing is we have seen it more on AEW where they take shots at wwe yeah. on, on in promos um the, the one thing i was going to actually mention which is like a, a, a nice breath of fresh air in this um discussion is when biggie won the title and he was getting praise from everywhere like yeah. i remember powerhouse Hobbs was tweeting him and he was well, like oh, cheers mate you know you, wrestlers you generally support top. each other i don't think wrestlers are the problem here um well, i know they've i, know I think some of them i think some of them um, Some of them have had little digs for whatever reason. Friends, yeah, like you know. Jake Hager did a lot of digs. I remember him when he first took his first couple of promos were very anti WWE. I know, and, I know he, and even CM Punk's first promo was like, I've, CM I've been... Punk and WWE's been going on for years. It's not a, that's not a surprise. Yeah, no, no, I know. Oh, but, what but, a surprise! Fisher wouldn't dig out CM. No, yeah, no, but, yeah, but those, those sort of uh, digs, quite open digs on on air is. He was doing it before people AEW were like, one, "Oh yeah, I, I like CM Punk. So I'm I'm going to hate WWE as well." And it's um, yeah, I, I just I don't, I don't so much have a I, I don't like the wrestlers doing it in their promos. So it gets annoying, but I know that like, I don't they, mind like a really like 
but they know, still a really clever a really there. clever jibe at the other but like so openly like oh yeah definitely company's shit or like bad creative was it jericho said stuff like that it's just like yeah i, I don't know it's, it's, it's not needed um but again that's not really the issue it's not, that's not really an issue the issues the fans um and so like, like just chill out and enjoy the wrestling exactly we, we you know we all we we love all of them we've we've uh gone in hard on all of them i, I don't think we've been particularly favorable towards one or the other we've praised both probably praise aw more but it's just because you know it's, it's really common probably been at a higher more standard more yeah right. well wwe has more shows it just wwe yeah. has five hours a week aw has I think three deep, deep we deep don't down. mention the lower down rest, rest roster of aw i think that's where some of the negativity would arrive mm. uh, but we just don't bother mentioning it so we're very impartial but we try to be anyway yeah exactly i love both companies i like i mean i've we've grew up with wwe wwe is like why we love wrestling so and yeah. there's still and as much as people want to say it off there's still a lot of good stuff in there you know mm. the, the the Edge Rollins feud's been really good. The Roman stuff's amazing. Big E winning the title. RK Bro. There's endless amounts of stuff. Sasha Banks Belair. There's there's so, so many so many good things in WWE. There's, there's a lot of bad things as well. But and there's a lot of great things in AEW. And there's a few bad things. Let's be honest, there is. Oh, and, there is. You know, no company's perfect. And I think that's that's the problem. Is a lot we of fans want, they're so tribal they can't they can't admit a company's faults if they're on their side, and they can't praise the other company. Whereas we people like us are impartial we genuinely like all of wrestling and it's kind of it's sad when people really go in you can criticize the other products that's fine but don't make it pers- don't make personal attacks on people don't abuse wrestlers you know it, all this kind of stuff just it's just ridiculous and don't want and if you care about how, how many other people watch a tv show that you then that you watch then you're a loser so that's my <laughs> say yeah, so <laughs> I mean that was my skid mark. Fisher went off of one there. I knew. <laughs> no, I Get your own skid mark. Fisher, Fisher jumped you, onto that one. As soon as, you went, as soon as you said you were going to do that, it's your skid mark. I was like, right, here we go, because that here actually really wound me up on Twitter this weekend, particularly. But it winds me up every week. I'm yeah, no, the the, the the this Friday night was where it kind of got to its toxic worst. Um, when they quite obviously competed head to head. Um, but yeah, it's it's been so it's ongoing, but like. It's just it just gets worse, doesn't it? Like I say, Twitter's a hard place to be at the best of times. Um, but yeah, when when people are being so toxic like that, then uh, just just stay off it. If, if you're not happy, just you know you don't have to be abusive. Um, anyway, that's uh, the thing is now just very uh, quickly. You can record these shows now and watch them one after the other. Watch one, the yeah, next, uh, watch them back on the networks. It's not like you have to crack out the VHS. They're like, not even. The thing is, the stupidest thing the about it is they're not even on the same day anyway. Dynamite's on a other than, other than Rampage and Smackdown. Yeah, but I, yeah, but they're not normally on at the same time. You can watch one after the other yeah. most weeks. I know this Friday they, it was slightly different, but normally they don't even compete against each other anyway. So why why do you care? That's what I, another thing. I don't care. Like if they're going directly competition, I could understand that a little bit more, but they're not. Skiddy Skiddy McSkidman. So <laughs> my pants. Like, all good skids. That one took yep. the press. After that, I, we've I, all got. I, We've all got skin marks in our pants now. Um, I think it's probably about time we, we go and we go and change our pants for one, but we go and recharge <laughs> for next week. <laughs> so, are we doing a special? We might as well probably should mention. Yes, that. yeah, we will actually. Yeah, so we will record because obviously this is coming out um, after the fact of, of the paper of the crown jewel pay per view. 
um because i just get released on a friday morning our um podcast so it'll come out after crown jewel and obviously with the next week of wrestling we've got halloween havoc we've got dynamite saturday then we've got the swore and smackdown new rosters another dynamite wednesday Wednesday, rampage it's it's a big week of wrestling so we're going to dedicate um an hour or so on um probably either to be released monday morning i guess um we'll probably record it sunday uh just to go over the um crown jewel card because i I think it's a big enough pay-per-view to do that and it's just because otherwise we'd be here for three hours next week, guys. Honestly, there's so much to talk about next week. Yeah. Before it's even happened, I can tell you it's going to be a big week. Um, so yeah, we're going to record a special. So keep an eye out for that. Um, keep an eye on our Twitter. We will uh, obviously tweet out any, any anything we release. Um, so you can follow us at Recharge Wrestle. Um, and obviously, you know, we, 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 we do send out tweets throughout the week as well. And this isn't just the podcast tweets. So obviously feel free to interact with us. Um, we're more than happy to receive questions for the pod. Um, any ideas, you know, and anything you guys want to, want to, you know, want to hear, want to, want us to discuss then we're more than happy to hear it. Um, you can actually also email us, um, recharge wrestling at gmail.com. We've if never, you have any we've questions, never done that before. we've never plugged our email address, but maybe, maybe that's, you know, maybe there's some people out there that would prefer to email than, than send a tweet. Um, so feel free to do that. Um, so we're also part of the Robot Republic network as well, um, which you can follow on Twitter at Robot Republic underscore. Um, they've got loads of other podcasts as well. I'm sure you've probably heard it by now in the last couple of pods, but um, anything from horror to nerds to gaming, they've, they've got it all covered there. Um, and yeah, so I think we will see you next week, guys. Enjoy Crown Jewel last night when you hear this. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday for our special. Goodbye. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.